You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. Not quitting is the key to success in almost everything. The people who come out and apologize and grovel and say, oh, you know, they 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 take their lashes, even if they didn't really do much, um, it never works out for them. We never hear them again. Mm. We never hear from them again. That's a really um, smart point. And, and that has changed. And in our society, cancel culture has changed. So for for since time immemorial, if I did something to you for which I needed to apologize, I would apologize. You would either accept my apology, reject my apology, and then it was over. We'd move on. The problem with a cancel culture world is if you apologize, especially if you didn't do it or it wasn't something for which you need to be groveling and apologizing, yeah. it doesn't resolve the situation because the people who want to cancel you don't say, okay, we accept your apology. They go, see, I told you he was a dirtbag. He admitted yeah. that he did something terrible. This is why we said we should ruin his whole life. Right. It, it yeah. gives a more moral uh, certitude. Do you I remember guess, the – it was the the host of like The Bachelor. Oh yeah, that's it's the like you read. It's like one. it's like you read my book. We yeah. talk about Chris Harrison as a great example. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. That yeah. is funny. Yeah, that guy got got that's real. Got to be the craziest one I've heard. I Would mean, you say that's probably the most egregious one you came across, or is there? Well, explain that one for for those of you not familiar. Oh, yeah. yeah, walk through that one. So that one, I, I think. That is an, a, a, a case where we actually look at him in the chapter on apologies and how not to apologize because his apologies were a case study in the worst kind of apology. So for those who are not remembering the details, this guy, Chris Harrison, was the bachelor of the he was the host of The Bachelor for about 19 years. He was on a TV interview. They were talking about how one of the contestants had dressed it had dressed up for an antebellum party while in college and he was being interviewed by a woman and he kind of downplayed it was like, yeah, it's not really a big deal. They need to you know, get over it. I don't see what the big deal. He downplayed the fact that she did this and was kind of like the woke police are after people and everybody just needs to take a breath. It sparked a huge controversy. Everyone started clamoring for him to be fired immediately. And then a series of things happened where he he apologized and it was kind of a groveling apology. Then he went on after that didn't work and he was still under threat of losing his job. He went on TV and he gave what's known as the hostage apology which is where <laughs> you have to, you know, you're, you're picturing these hostage videos where you've got someone who's saying what they have to say, but they're usually like, I am guilty of terrible things. <laughs> got a I sheet feel hanging behind yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he basically gave a hostage apology. It's like, a, it's a, you know, mal struggle session on CNN. Like, <laughs> you know, you get out there and, oh yes, I, I am so wrong. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and beg for and, forgiveness. And they weren't buying it. And so it actually hurt him. His apology hurt him terribly because it didn't 
it didn't engender empathy and it didn't feel, it felt like a hostage apology and not an honest or, or legit apology. And so right, right after he gave it, um, the host, who I think was uh, Michael Strahan, was like, look, his apology is his apology, but doesn't seem like very genuine to me, was essentially what, what the host said. And w- shortly thereafter, he actually lost his job. Yeah. So apologizing something- didn't save his job. Something you said earlier, you know, the messaging to your team, your advocates, your employees, your vendors, all all of the people around you who could be an advocate of yours is very, very important. It's more than the messaging to the public. It's like when you come out with a message to the public <laughs> that's groveling and apologetic and talking about how bad you are, well, who's going to advocate for you now? Right. Nobody's defending you now. You know, we're hesitant to defend people already. Already. I'm hesitant to defend people because, ah, well, everybody else seems to think this guy is the worst. Even if I don't think he's the worst, like, Ooh, am I going to go out on a ledge and defend him? Maybe if I personally know him, I'll go out and defend him. But otherwise you don't have a lot of defenders out there. If you go out and publicly apologize and and you know, talk about how shameful what you did was. Then all of your defenders are gone. Do you, do you think you would have been better off coming out and saying, "Hey, you know this this woman went to this you know this party years ago. It was a long time ago. She's apologized. Let's not come down too hard on this at the time." 19 20 year old person. Let's let's show some grace, which I think sort of he tried he to do, and yeah. then he got canceled. But just double down on that. Hey, be gracious. Let's move forward. Let's show forgiveness. Let's move, you know, and, and just stuck with that rather than apologize. Is that is that kind of what you're saying is just decided to go lean into not being canceled? Yeah, I think so. And I think his is, you know, you talk about the condemn elements. That one is is a perfect example. So, you know, the collective, it wasn't just that he said that this what this girl wore to a to a party. It was that he was saying something that was racist and offensive to you know people of color it arose very fast. The nature of what he said was the woke police are, you know, we should give Mm -hmm. her a break. It was a long time ago. Disproportionate response. The guy had his job for 19 years. Now you're saying he's got to just lose it overnight. Everyone was afraid to defend him, including his employer. They were so scared to death that they went for the most disproportionate, the most far-reaching punishment, which was termination. And the people who were coming after him they had such moral certitude that this guy's bad, he's a racist. But if you go back and look at the whole timeline, so yeah, I agree with you, Sean. He needed to really underscore the message of, you know, not apologizing so much for what he said, but saying, guys, we need to hit the pause button here. All I said was that this person should be treated with a measure of grace. Who among us hasn't done or said something that we regret in our lives? And the answer to that is, everybody. So I, I, all I was trying to say was that we shouldn't be in such a, a rush to condemn her. We don't know her. Um, you know, we should give her a measure of, of grace. She's apologized. And rather than do that, he felt clearly that he was forced into apologizing. And to Sanger's point, you know, the hostage apology doesn't work. And when you give a groveling apology and you're out there, you know, all it did was people were like, look, see, you know, the, the guy admitted what he did was terrible when it, on its face, what he did and said by really any rational measure wasn't that bad. No, I think a, a good rule of thumb is never apologize unless you did something wrong and not only wrong, but something 
you knew is wrong. Like you, you, you really erred. I mean, our producer Morgan apologizes to me all the time and it'll be for things that are just like, she's, she's not saying I am so sorry for the mistake I've made when she says I'm sorry. Right. She'll reflexively say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What she, she's she just, really saying, she just is, put in the chat. What she's she's, really she's saying, apologizing for doing that. Sorry about that. <laughs> what she's really saying is that was inconvenient for you. I'm sorry. Or that didn't go as planned. I'm sorry. Or uh, it, it's like, she's, she's not saying I did something wrong. She's saying, I'm sorry for my, the burden I've placed on you. And I always tell her, do not apologize if you didn't do anything wrong. And also I would take that one step further and say, when, when you give an apology, you have to really think about to whom do you need to direct that apology? So in the Chris Harrison apology, who did he really need to apologize to? Maybe it was the person who he got into the debate with on the on and sort of I did I downplayed, you know, what she was raising when she challenged me on this and I I didn't speak to you nicely. I apologize to you. And if he had apologized to the host and she would have extended forgiveness, maybe this whole thing would have would have gone away. But when you give a general blanket apology and there's not really a single person who's the target of that apology. And I think that's part of what Will Smith had a problem with. You know, after he slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars, he issued an apology several days later. Again, he waited way too long. But yeah. when he finally did, he didn't apologize to the person who he assaulted. He apologized to the Academy and then he apologized to the public, but he didn't even apologize to Chris Rock. So that's part of why he was not absolved. And that ended up lasting here we are a year later still talking about it thanks for making the great decision to listen in to this week's episode highlight if you want more of what you just heard see the show notes for the full episode as always for the latest decision making tips find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on instagram at decidedlypodcast and be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Sanger Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.